The Money Wellness Podcast presented by The Finance Bar was created to dissect how our thoughts and emotions impact our financial decisions. I am your host, Marsha Barnes, and I'll provide practical prescriptions to improve the health of your finances. We'll discuss everything from incorporating financial wellness into your self-care routine, caring for aging parents, navigating the 50th bridesmaid request, and learning how to tackle financial anxiety with ease. Get ready for a financial checkup. This won't hurt one bit. This episode is sponsored by Smarty Pig, the free high-yield online piggy bank. Smarty Pig is a unique savings account designed to help you save for specific goals. You can set multiple financial goals that may be funded with scheduled recurring contributions from an existing checking or savings account, so you can set it and forget it. Plus, Smarty Pig helps you stay on track with a goal planner, helpful reminders, competitive interest rates, referral bonuses, and more. Smarty Pig was designed to help put you in control of your own goal planning and financial independence by helping you build a save, then spend mentality and being rewarded for doing so. Visit SmartyPig.com to learn more and to start saving today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Money Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Barnes. Uh, Today, I have a topic for you that um, I think is really important. Uh, Many of you may be feeling the angst of how your finances are impacting your mental health, um, and that's what we are going to pretty much dive into today. It's really, we'll be discussing the connectivity of how our mental health is really impacted in a positive and really in a negative way based on the current state of our finances. And I'll start here that information is everywhere, right? You make more money, spend less than you earn, pay off your credit cards. But if it were truly that easy, then why do we continue to have challenges around our finances? There's also tools and apps all around us. And that so that really isn't the issue. And I'll just share this nugget with you that according to the American Psychological Association, 65% of adults state that money is a significant level of stress for them. So that's a lot. Like that's over half of the population. And a general overview of some of the common stress-related scenarios, and you may find yourself in this, right? So as you're listening, I just want you to think about stressors around the economy, like the rising cost of living, potential layoffs, not having enough money or just alternative options, having minimal streams of income, and just things that are most concerning for you around your finances that may be causing anxiety. But listen, there's another side of that. So some things on the surface we feel are stress us out about money, but then some of you may also be dealing with money disorders that you may not be familiar with. And money disorders, if you've never heard of that, it's just really a persistent pattern of financial destruction. This is not to be confused with making a poor financial decision here and there. Money disorders As an example, you get paid, you blow your check before you never pay your bills, right? You get paid, you go shopping, you think about bills less. 
Money disorders could also be looked at as you're someone that you're afraid to open your mail so you never do and your bills go unpaid. Some money disorders are financial denial. That means having a money problem and not being able to admit it. Another money disorder that you may not think is, is money worship. So being a workaholic or you feel that your level of wealth is a sign of personal success. But the overall larger picture, why this could become problematic for many of us is that not facing our finances typically lead to other issues. And while it may be a temporary fix to really avoid flaming our emotions so we don't deal with our finances, it truly does more harm than good in the short term and in the long term. You know, this really could lead to things like bills going unpaid. You could have continued cycles of high debt loads, credit cards decreasing, or even having our possessions that we've worked so hard for taken from us. And this could also impact your employment, you know, depending on what your employer's expectations are around your finances. And oftentimes we don't look at or pay attention to our finances because of the story it may tell us about ourselves and how we are earning money. And some things that also concern us often is just dealing with financial insecurity. Financial insecurity is truly defined as just living paycheck to paycheck. And again, you know, I said this early on that this podcast is not about how much money you earn because you could earn well and still be living paycheck to paycheck or just simply not having enough money to cover your monthly expenses. But in turn, the opposite of that, financial security is really having more control over your financial situation. So you have enough money to cover your monthly expenses and just some of the things that you truly enjoy, you know, desiring to do in life. Other concerns that you may have about finances that impact your mental health is inflation, really something that none of us can control. It feels that everything is costing us more from the gas pump to the grocery store. There are emergencies that come along that we're not financially prepared for. So you may say to yourself throughout the year or throughout the month, like I was doing well with my finances and then something popped up. And what that really means is that while something pops up, you may not have enough income stored somewhere to be able to manage that emergency. And then there's also social media that we blame a lot. And it's the, the fear of missing out effect. But then also, depending on what age you are or when you want to retire, there are still concerns about how do you prepare for um, things like retirement. Now, how do mental challenges regarding money show up for you as an individual? And you may not realize it. Um, anxiety, digestive issues, you, you can't sleep, the inability to go throughout one day without money crossing your mind. So I want you to really think about that for a second. Like, is there a time or are, are there days that go by that you really don't even think about money? And if you do, like how many times throughout the day or the week do you just sit and think about money or the impacts that money are having on your life or just thinking about not having enough? There's also avoidance, just 
not even paying attention to how our finances are flowing, neglect, but then also confusion, not knowing where to start uh, when it comes to uh, your finances. And I just want to quickly share a personal story for myself that when it came to me being stressed about money, if I had to think about it, I'll say one that pops in my mind is when my husband was overseas. So he was overseas in Afghanistan for about 18 months. Um, And at the time we were having a new home built. And I think that I was a little, uh, I, I wasn't sure about him being gone and how an impact of him not coming back of how that could impact my life financially, because at the time our son was really young. So I think I was just more focused on making sure that I was well and that our son was well. But I will say that that is a moment in my life where I was really concerned, like what happens if he doesn't return? I'll also say like in full transparency that happened when I first launched the finance bar and going from a place where I was dependent on a paycheck every two weeks to not really knowing exactly where my income would would come from every week or even every month. That was a moment for me that was a bit scary and it did impact my mental health from a, if I could place myself in any of these examples that I would give, I would have to say anxiety you know, thinking about money all day long and or sometimes just not being able to sleep because constant thoughts of where would my next come from continue to uh, roll through my mind. And if I'm being honest, I still have these moments sometimes. And I don't think that it it may never go away for some of us because of just the certain conditions, conditionings that we have. And we'll, we'll talk about that more um, in future episodes. But I want us to really, because I know this is a challenge that many of us have, I want to focus some time on how do we feel or how do we, what do we need to do to really get control of our financial situation? Like, where does it start? And I know that for many of us, every year, there's a moment when we say we're going to do better. We promise we're going to do better. But one thing that I truly want to share is, and this may not be, if you're listening, this may not be how you feel, but I don't think we have more time. I think our time is up. I think the jig is up. I believe that the last couple of years, uh, since the pandemic, Even before the pandemic, there has always been something. There have been recessions to come and go. Uh, In my lifetime, I think that this pandemic and just COVID-19 was the very first time that I've lived through something like this. So I truly believe that we don't have any more time to just try to pull ourselves together. Like we have to give it our best shot. So Let's just talk about some ways that we think we can get a hold of or find some financial control. So first, I believe it's important that you um, identify where some of your money issues stem from. Was it from the past? Uh, Was it from what you saw your parents or your guardians, guardians experience when it comes to managing money? Did you experience a loss of a family member by way of divorce? 
It could be divorce. It could be estrangement, meaning that maybe your mom and dad was in your life. Then they were not. If you experienced a death and someone in your family was uprooted from your family and that caused an impact on your household's finances when you were young, once you truly identify why you think about money or manage money in the way that you do, you can move to how you truly think about money and how it should be managed. So again, I'm not going to give a long story about myself, but I think it's important that I share to give you some more understanding about where I am going with this. When I was younger, my parents divorced. I was a preteen. I think I maybe was around the age of 11 or 12. I could I could have that wrong. But at, at the time, we lived like a middle-class family. We were in South Carolina. And I remember my parents getting a divorce. And we moved to a much more rural, rural part of South Carolina, like in the deep country. And our lifestyle was just different. Like, I remember my mom and dad, when we lived together, our house was larger, you know, uh, I felt like had the front yard, had the backyard, places for us to play. But my life was uprooted because we weren't living like that anymore. But, you know, in all honesty, do any of us truly know how we were living as a child? Like, we know from the outer of what our house looks like and things of that nature, but we don't know what our parents' finances looked like. I don't, so I'm speaking of a place of how it looked on the outside for me. But how it uprooted my life, we were in a different location. My dad was not there. House wasn't as large as it was. I personally don't think where we moved to was as nice as where we were once living. This is just my truth. And this is what this podcast is about. So I'm sharing it. Then we moved schools. So I went to a school in an entirely different district. And my mom essentially became a single parent. So as a single parent, someone that's managing a household on one income, when she was accustomed to managing a household on two incomes, my mom and my dad, then our life was uprooted, right? I was, when we, before their divorce, we pretty much had the things that we needed and we wanted. We had larger holidays. And for myself, I'm going to share how this showed up for me, like specifically, I remember being the little girl. Does everyone remember the Barbie cars? Like having Barbie had the little pink car that you could drive around. And I always wanted one and I never got one. So let's just end that story there. Present day, Marsha, as an adult, I remember my very first job at the bank. I really felt like it wasn't my first job. It was a promotion. So I got promoted and I felt like the car that I had should match my promotion. So I wanted a BMW. That was like my dream car. And I got it. And I remember my mom saying to me, she said, Marsha, you make money and you make decent money, but you don't make BMW money. And like years later, what I came to understand, what she was really stating to me is that there are more things that come with the car payment, insurance and all of these things. And it costs a lot of money to keep up a luxury vehicle. And she was right. But as I dug deep off the BMW for my mental health, this showed up as adult Marsha was still the young Marsha in her mind that never got the Barbie car. The Barbie car became the BMW. And because I was now able to go get it myself, 
since my parents didn't get it for me, I was able to go get it myself. That is how it showed up for me. And then years later, I realized that I wasn't even doing that for myself. Sure, I wanted the BMW, but I wanted everyone at the bank to feel like Marshall was like this hot shot at the bank. And quite naturally, I wasn't. So that's my story. And that's why I share with you that when you when you get an understanding of where your thoughts and habits come from, of why you handle money the way that you do, you're able to better get a handle over how to control them. So that's number one. Number two is I would, I would urge everyone to just create a list of what you value most, your priority list. What does a priority list look like for you? For you, that may mean that you just find comfort in being content with having the things that you want and some of the things that some of the, all of the things that you need, my apologies, and then some of the things that you want. You are satisfied with that lifestyle because you sit in a place of comfort. Your family is comfortable and you're not worried about money. Priority list for you may mean vacationing, you know, several times throughout the year. Priority list for you may mean working for yourself. Priority list for you may mean not working at all. But it's very important that you create a list of what you value most. And I share that because in many situations, a lot of us are spending money on things that we like, but we don't love them. And that's how we end up blowing our money. And it's really because of we don't have a values a value-based list in our life or we're not operating based on our values, so we just spend money. And again, that's how we're managing money. But then another one, number three, is evaluate where you currently are and prepare to make adjustments as needed. So if I'm someone that I've evaluated, Marsha, this is where you are financially. This is what your income is. Your income is not enough money to sustain your monthly expenses. Not enough income, that could mean part-time job until you are able to increase your full-time income. If you're spending too much and as a result, you're unable to save or build assets, are you willing to trim random spending? And this could be tough. This is a tough one because this one means that you are now required to change your lifestyle. And I want to back up on just part-time jobs because I remember several, several years ago, it was not shunned to go get a part-time job, let's say, you know, at a retail store or a restaurant to make extra money. But we don't hear about those things a lot right now. When we think about part-time money, we often hear conversations around, you know, get a side hustle or just work from home. And we really don't, and those things, if they don't land with us and land quickly for us, then we don't do anything at all when we know that we need to be earning more money. So I would suggest that we begin to expand our mind and expand our thoughts around how we are able to increase our income beyond some of the things that just feel enjoyable to us, i.e. working from home, a part-time side hustle, creating something to sell. Some things and how we need to be out here getting money to earn extra money may not look how you desire for them to look. Um, so this that could be a tough one because, again, it, it's changing your lifestyle. And spe especially if you're having to trim random spending, you could, you know, be a part of the story that I just shared. Maybe it's not a BMW. Maybe, you know, it's another type car that's not a luxury vehicle. So just being really honest with yourself. But then also understanding the difference between um, 
making ha- making some changes, but doing it in a way that doesn't make you feel deprived. So understanding the importance around rewarding yourself here and there, not having to cut everything out of your life. Um, when you need to make financial changes that may be impacting your mental health, that's a big one. And sometimes that may be small. You know, sometimes it may be looking like doing just something very small for yourself that may not cost a lot of money because the ultimate goal is to really feel better about where you are with your finances. But then something else I also urge you to do is to continue to listen to the Money Wellness Podcast because we're here to really dissect um, a lot around how our emotions are impacting our financial habits. So I really urge you to continue to tune in with us. But just in summary of this episode, what I want to share with you is continue to consider what you think about money and what brings you a level of ease as it relates to your finances. What are the things that truly keep you up at night? And that's not something that you can look to your left or to your right or to your friends or to your family to determine for you. And I don't even think if you're if you're married, you can't you can't even look to your spouse and ask them how you should be feeling about finances, because I truly believe that each of us know this ourselves. We're just seeking outside validation um, to share that with us, to make us feel better about our own situation. So what I want you to take away from this episode is to spend some time considering what you think about money. That's your homework. Really consider that. Consider what some of your values are. Think about some of the adjustments that you may need to make with your finances and how that may change your lifestyle And let's be honest, and this is something we're going to talk about a lot in our next episode, some of the changes that you may need to make could definitely impact the relationship that you have with your friends and your family members because you're going to be changing a bit. So we'll be tackling that in the next episode. So keep listening. Um, If you're someone and you feel that you need a bit more assistance and you want to be a part of the community, um, there's the Finance Bar Members Club. You can join us at thefinancebar.com backslash join is for women who are committed to transforming their money habits. Come check us out. Speak with you soon.